Hi, welcome to the It's Funnier in Enochian podcast. I'm so overwhelmed. Me too. Like, I don't think that I have screamed that much during an episode of Supernatural. Not in a while. Ever. (laughs) Well, the ending is what really got us. Because I was going to say, like, normally I can, like, predict when you know okay the screen's gonna go black we're gonna see you know that this time nope not at all i was just kind of like going with it and then it was like what (laughs) i was not paying attention to the time Uh uh-uh and when the ending happened i was just like what what just happened (laughs) what like i don't know that was an intense episode yeah it was a hilarious episode (laughs) it was a roller coaster of emotions it really was yeah and i feel like it balanced out really well with the humor and the like intense tension yes yeah yeah and it didn't um overplay or underplay one of it like nothing was undercut or overcut or anything it was very segmented properly i think anyway i agree um i don't yeah, I'm overwhelmed. I don't even like, I know there's stuff that I want to talk about, but yeah. <laughs> so for starters, the costuming in this episode was so good to me, mm-hmm. uh, just in the sense of like when Rowena first appeared, I was like, oh, her outfit oh, is yes. so cute. Totally. I think the reason why I'm kind of like, I just glazed over or it looked like I glazed yeah. over when you said that is because when I hear costuming, I think of like costumes oh yeah whereas like this i'm just like oh right like yeah costume design like i i don't know it's it's a weird thing in my brain Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm thinking like they weren't in period dress (laughs) (laughs) which is like it's so stupid i'm it's not stupid uh, (laughs) but yeah her outfit in that first scene yes was so good and like i want it i know (laughs) and And then her second that little like embroidered jacket yes and then there was one other I, and i had seen a photo of that already um on there was Instagram. another cute outfit yeah, that yeah, I, yeah, I feel yeah. like it was probably just gabriel's leather jacket yeah <laughs> or i was like damn those, you all look so sexy. <laughs> i know or those jeans yeah because <laughs> <laughs> rowena really liked those she really did that <laughs> shocked me like really? i was did? not ready for that i mean well yeah no I, I okay i get what you're saying yeah i mean it didn't shock me because it's gabriel and he's like gabriel and yeah. it's rowena and she's rowena, rowena but yeah. the fact that they went for that so hard mm-hmm. also just like more dick jokes than season seven. Oh yeah in which like is the like first hilarious. 10 minutes of the show oh, yes and it was just like it was so perfect <laughs> it was like I feel like, okay, this is going to sound strange, but I think you'll understand what I mean. Those, like, 10 minutes of dick jokes felt like, it, it was Bobo that wrote this episode, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it felt like Bobo was just like, fuck it. I'm going to write this for, like, convention fan, convention level fans. Yeah. Like, screw it. Like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's I mean, what it felt like. It, it did not feel like a mainstream episode. No. At all. But I also feel like... I feel like I can't call him Bobo because I'm not even that like familiar with him, you know. Like I, it's a, it's his it's his Twitter I know, name. Like I know it's, it's fine. Okay, so I feel like Bobo just really just doesn't give a fuck at this point. Yeah, clearly um, in a good way. Like not not in like a like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a like doesn't in- care what people say. Yes, yes. And it's just like I'm gonna write this however I want. There was one other comedic part that. I think really hit the nail on the head. Pun intended. <laughs> like the, the, all of this stuff just, and I realized that I can't say this because I'm still talking, but it rendered me speechless. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Like, okay. Normally after an episode, me and Sally are very much like, oh, okay. Oh wow. Like, yeah, that was interesting. Or like we, tr- we, we have to try and not talk to each other so we can save it for recording. Mm-hmm. But this time we didn't have to stop ourselves. No. Because we were both like, huh? I'm in shock. <laughs> yeah. Literal shock. Also, did you catch the name of the book 
that Gabriel picked up and was reading when Rowena first started talking to him. No, what was it? Laying pipe. <laughs> oh my God. Had an I engraving. Love these, I love these people so much. Had an engraving on the cover of like a construction guy with like pipes. <laughs> and like they make all of that stuff. This is the thing is like, yeah. I mean, obviously it was well, on purpose, but like. Yeah. 100%. Just sometimes you're just like you forget that yeah. that they control everything, everything in the shot like Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, it was so perfect. <sighs> and that that other moment that we just kind of alluded to but didn't really discuss. It okay. <laughs> when they get into apocalypse mm-hmm. world and they like come tumbling out and I'm like, "Oh, of course it's at a hill." And they're mm-hmm. going to, like, go t- I'll go tumbling down because I'm just like, that's so perfect. It's so, like, we're on an adventure thing. It reminded me of Lord of the Rings. I knew you were going to say <laughs> that. But you know what? Do you know what? Like, it did remind me of that, too. But yeah. what really, sorry, sidetracking. Mm. But what really reminded me of Lord of the Rings was, like, the whole going through the cave versus around yeah, the mountain yeah, thing. Yeah, me too. And that's why I looked at you and you, like, had no reaction. And I was like, did I But I was it thinking it. I was okay. thinking it. Like, okay. I just didn't know what you were silently trying to communicate to me, Kira. <laughs> God. The telepathy was broken for this episode, which is understandable, I think. Anyways, mm-hmm. anyways, getting getting to what I wanted to talk about, which was when they finished tumbling and Gabriel's face wound up in Castile's crotch was kind of like we had to rewind it. Luckily, yes. I like TiVo these uh, or DVR these uh, episodes so we get full control. Speaking of full control. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm surprised we only watched it twice, but we watched it twice because we had to maintain control so we could see all the nuances of the performance from various people, so <laughs> including what? Jensen. Oh my God. <laughs> There's like almost too little and too much to talk about. I know. Well, I- <laughs> so one thing I really appreciated about this episode was a lot happened. It varied wildly in tone. From scene to scene. Yes. But it never felt rushed. No. And it was balanced. It was balanced. But like the scene with Gabe and Rowena mm-hmm. and the scene with Gabe's head and Cass's crotch, they spend a long time on both of those. They make sure that you notice it. They're not like spoon feeding it to you, but they're definitely like... Here, we're just going to slow down for a moment and just just have this scene be a scene. Like, we're going to treat this as if it's important. Yes, to the plot of the episode. <laughs> or like just important. To, in general. In yeah. general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it didn't feel like it was taking, but like they still had time to do so yeah. much other stuff. Yeah. The pacing didn't feel off later just because no. we like slowed down at the beginning and like, had a close-up of like Gabriel's ass but I think that the reason why it worked and why there was that balance is because they took moments that already would have been slowed down Mm. like Mm -hmm. you like because you have to think about okay what scene was um not mirroring mirroring's not the right word but the parallel scene to Rowena and Gabriel oh yeah was the three of the three amigos yeah talking in the kitchen and so that's like a slow conversation so like they're they're Sorry, I'm going to not stutter. There's the balance there. Um, And then also, too, they had that, like, speed of, like, entering Apocalypse World. And it's like, oh, it's a funny. It's like it's already a funny moment. Yeah. Because you have these, like, grown adults, like, tumbling down a small hill with leaves. Yes. And then then all of a sudden that happens and you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) It's it's good. Like, it's a good – it's just good comedic timing. I think that that's what it comes yes. down to. Yeah, and I think much will be made on Tumblr of <laughs> Dean's reaction. Really, to, I know, right? Shocking. I I didn't I didn't think that they care about that. That's really that's really weird. I know, right? <laughs> I know, like <laughs> when we when we saw it the first time round, and well, we were both hysterically laughing, but you you really like were like thrown by it yes and so we were both trying to calm down 
because I was literally like, no, we're missing something. Well, sometimes it's so funny that I just laugh and then yeah. I miss stuff because yes. I'm laughing so hard that I miss lines. Likewise. 100%. And I know there's other lines that we miss, but we're, we're not as important <laughs> as Dean's reaction or Cass's reaction. Like, Misha, what are you doing with your fucking face? <laughs> it's so hilarious. Oh, man. I want the oh. gag reel. Oh, my God. <laughs> But also, too, we didn't even touch upon it. The um, when uh, speaking of the Gabriel Rowena scene, when the three of them come in and catch them, like that's another scene that we watched twice, and that was beautiful because just like Sam's reaction was one thing, yes, because and that was awesome, yes, and Dean Dean was Dean. But Cass, <laughs> he's just hanging his head. I know. And it's just like, <laughs> it's so beautiful. I love uh, it. Also, uh, I mean, I just, <laughs> Gabriel holding the book. Like, I don't know. That struck me as really hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, sorry. I was thinking of the Oh, no, no, the pipe, second book. book. Okay, the, the second one. The... Yeah, because I was just kind of like, you had a whole bookcase you could have behind but then again <laughs> thinking about it now they probably would have had to give him a couple of apple boxes poor richard yeah <laughs> oh man mm. can we just i know we have we we haven't really got into the nitty-gritty of the what we want to talk yes <laughs> speaking of dick jokes um <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome um we haven't really got in into the nitty-gritty of the episode, but I think we need to acknowledge the epicness and yes. how awesome it is to have these particular characters together again and some for the first time and just to have this, like, sense of, like, this is a big fucking deal. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it, too. Um. Also, I feel like this episode was a return to early season Supernatural in terms of, like, the amount to which I was scared. Yes. Well, like, just even the tension alone. Yeah. But, like, the, like, it the was caves. legitimately scary. Yeah. Especially and the caves. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, do we want to go chronologically? We kind of yeah. have a little bit. Yeah. The, the only thing that from the earlier part of the episode from the beginning of the episode that i wanted to talk about that we haven't already uh touched upon was the dream or sam's dream. oh yeah oh which yeah i know which was like such a beautiful scene like i love that that's like that's what we want mm -hmm. and seeing it and i feel like i'm saying probably what you're thinking um is now that we've seen it we know we're not gonna get it oh yeah yeah um so there's that part of it <laughs> it's like reverse foreboding i'm sure there's a lit theory word for it but i can't think of it right now um but what i found interesting about it and i'm curious to see if you saw this as well is we're seeing sam's optimism again yeah well i think that this episode this he episode, had some high highs and some low, low lows. Oh, yeah. And he got knocked down again. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think this is the thing about Sam's optimism is there's an element of like denial to his optimism. Oh, hell yeah. Where it's like the dream in the first thing. And I don't know if you were going to talk about this at all because you were going to say something about female characters. So I don't know if this had anything to do with what you wanted to talk about. But that opening scene, like that's what Sam wants. Um, it's probably what Dean wants too. Yeah. And Cass. Yes. Probably Jack too because Jack yeah. just wants whatever they want. Yeah. But like... That's is, not what Mary yeah, wants. Yeah, is it what Mary wants? Like, you know, that's Mary, like, clearing the table and Sam going to help her with the dishes and, like... It's very domestic. It's very domestic, which is not what Mary wants. Well, but also, too, like, I think we still haven't really gotten to what Mary wants. We still haven't really gotten a chance to get to what to Mary... Get to what Mary wants. No. And also, too, does that imagined you know, uh, family dinner time exist while they're still hunting. 
no necessarily right like like it could but it's just like something that we're so not used to seeing Mm -hmm. on supernatural that like it doesn't although they said it in the bunker although it was you know eating you know a greasy pizza (laughs) i'm sorry i'm on this ridiculous diet and that sounds so good right now yes please cut me up seven pieces i will be dean um (laughs) um crap now all i can think about is pizza no wait what what am i talking about right okay it's shit um it it is that kind of scene where it's like yeah it could fit in their day-to-day life that we don't necessarily always see but like you're saying like we know mary's definitely not interested in like hunting with her boys yeah necessarily right so um yeah Go ahead. Also, um, part of Sam's fantasy in that dream is him having rescued Mary and Jack with no physical or mental trauma, no repercussions, (laughs) and like his mom's reaction to him having like, like to me, the worst part of that fantasy was the part where mary where he asks mary like how it was in the apocalypse world and she was like oh it was really rough but like we got back and like thank you so much for saving and it's just like oh not reality like and this actually leads me to other stuff that i wanted to talk about with sam Mm -hmm. just just very briefly yeah because we've talked about uh, sam a lot this this season so you know give, give it a little bit of a break but um, I saw complete follow through with that sense of optimism throughout the episode because what does Dean say to him right at the beat, like right when they get into Pogo's world, like, oh, you seem lighter, like you seem different and everything. Like before we even get to see it, we just have Dean, you know, saying it and and then we get to the caves. Yeah. And we get to... Like, his behavior in the caves stuck out to me so much. Like, when they encounter that first vamp that was just feeding, like, oh, let me... Yeah. He's totally riding that, like, hero's journey high and trying to, like, follow that. Yeah. And then, like, look where it gets him. Yeah. Right? With uh, his jugular ripped out. And I... I Sorry, I know you have stuff to say. Oh, but, no, no. But I... For, for a variety of reasons that I'm not going to get into. I wondered for a second if they were going to kill him. I know, me too! And it's been so long since I felt that on Supernatural, yeah. especially about Sam Rudine. Yeah. And I think that it's, not only is it because of like how well-crafted it was in this episode, mm-hmm. but also the end of last episode that they they um rehashed in the then part um of... At the the end, like, his conversation with Dean about, you know, if we're going to die, we're going to die together. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's just like, well, of course, Supernatural is going to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like they laid such great, like, subconscious foundation for that that it made it work. Yeah. And for, like, a show like this and where we're constantly saying, you know, nobody really dies on Supernatural, like, it's this, like, you know, essentially a joke at this point, Um, present episode you know very much an example of that given you know gabriel rowena cast like every everyone yeah <laughs> um mary like all yeah. of them yeah um i think it's really astounding that they were able to accomplish that for both of us because i know yes. that there's other reasons because of other stuff that i've watched recently that's giving me a little bit more of like a you know oh okay so people are definitely going for it with creative media and they're you know not afraid of taking chances and all that kind of stuff and 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 going full throttle so like why would supernatural be any different right yeah Yeah. um yeah well that's what we talked about in like at right at the beginning of this episode like the episode of the podcast not the episode of the show about like how much we screamed during this episode yes because i mean i don't i the thing about that when the commercial break cut after sam had like died right neither of us said anything no we just looked at each other and we're totally silent and then looked back at the tv and then fast forwarded through the commercials yeah because 
even though, like, I knew that Dean's, like, big decision or whatever thing isn't happening until probably the finale. Oh. I was like, oh, does this start now? Oh. I was just like, oh, oh, I was not expecting this. Like, what, what's going on? And just for clarification, when you say Dean's big decision, you mean the thing that's the catalyst for him becoming a different character? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was, I had a moment of like, oh, right. shit. Well, because like, the first thing that you did say after that thing happened with Sam, and like while I think I was fast-forwarding or whatever, you said is Sam going to become a vampire? Oh, Which, yeah. Which, like, totally wasn't even in my mind at all. I was just like, he's dead. That's yeah. it. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's what's happening. And and also, too, I think another reason why it worked is because they timed it so well that I forgot about Lucifer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just to backtrack for a minute. Back no. to before Apocalypse World. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, Lucifer in the bar. Oh, yes. That scene was so good. You are way smarter than me about these things a lot of the time because you were like, it's Gabriel. And I like, oh, that hadn't even occurred really? to me. Yeah, no. I no, was like, se- ooh, who's this new character? <laughs> the second it was happening, like, it, like, okay, I didn't get it right away. I will, I will admit that. But then when I was like, I, like, I don't know what, what point in it made me think it but it was just like it has to be like it's gonna be gabriel well this is the logical conclusion (laughs) um but something i noticed in that scene Mm -hmm. and i'm sure it was deliberate because it's bobo um is i think a callback to the opening of this season and the metallica song because lucifer was like nothing matters no way. I and didn't then catch it was, that. And then he was like, well, actually, Jack matters. And I was like, nothing else matters but Jack? Really, Lucifer? Like, is this a callback? Like, Right. I don't know if that has, like, plot significance, but. <laughs> well, I think it even has just significance in this episode in the yeah. sense of, like, when you fast forward to when he gets under Rowena's skin and her revealing, mm-hmm. unfortunately, which. I saw it coming. Yes. Um, her revealing that Jack is also on the other side of that rift. That's what made things worth it to him. Like, r- really, quite frankly, he was, like, just bowing over, like, nothing's mm-hmm. born anymore. I don't care. Blah, 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 blah. Kind of thing. But he's like, no, this is, like, the very thing that's going to keep me going. Mm-hmm. And it and I so I think that that 100% has tie-in with what you're saying. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing that stuck out to me about the bar scene was the fact that it was Gabriel and Rowena. Yeah, so One. good. So good. Two, what did they do to disarm him? And and Gabriel used the specific word. They roofied him. They roofied him. Motherfucker, they roofied him. Mm-hmm. Um, so like some definitive retribution um, and follow through of the, you know, sexual assaults. Um analogy analogy thank you that's the word that i'm looking for yeah um speaking of which i think it was also very interesting how they handled being alone with your abuser yeah (laughs) um because they set it up initially because i remember saying last week that um they shouldn't be approaching him alone that it should be all of them in a room and that's, you know, and that's essentially what happened. Yeah. And then what does he say? Like, oh, great. Everyone that I've ever tortured. Oh, in yeah. One room, which that is was true. So good. And that actually led me just recently as we were talking to think of the fact that like majority of the characters, mm-hmm. all of the characters on Supernatural have been like tortured or abused, like have trauma that is abusive 100 percent. like not just the ones that are being highlighted via lucifer but like everyone yes yeah <laughs> yes um i kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the difference between lucifer and rowena's interaction and Lucifer and Sam's. Because I was wondering if you had anything 
to say about that. I didn't have anything like significant to say because I was just so overwhelmed by this episode that I lost Which is the fair. ability to analyze. Um, <laughs> but I will say that the theme of me being a sick and twisted soul has continued because as soon as Sam and Lucifer together, I was like, ooh, ooh. I love it. Like, yeah, it's true. Sam and Lucifer is the dream team that I never knew I wanted. <laughs> um, and like just. It, that was just so fucked. Yeah. Well, what I would say, even like just thinking of it now, like bravo to Jared, because I felt the exact same fear that I remember from way back in what, season four or five? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the exact same thing. Like we've seen Sam scared otherwise, mm-hmm. but this is a very particular ptsd level kind of response and it's like it's particular to lucifer there's no one else nothing else that makes him act or react the way that he does well a when he woke up um again i totally thought he was going to be a vampire because i totally forgot about lucifer and i was like oh you're alive you have no wound you're totally Totally a vampire." vampire yeah um but this was like even better yes um but it immediately made me think of season six when he has all of the Lucifer hallucinations. Yes. And Lucifer is following her, him around being yeah. like, you never left the cage. I'm stuck with you. you like, yeah. we're bunk mates. Like it was that. Ex- and I feel like I'm sure Jared was like going to that same place because I feel like waking up with Lucifer is like a callback to then if you know what I mean yeah no totally and I think that there was actually an explicit callback from a line from Lucifer I mm. think he did say something to the effect of like this is not a hallucination like he may yeah, not yeah. use the word hallucination he was like you can't like pinch yourself to wake up or yeah something, like, something that. like that yeah so there was like an explicit callback mm-hmm. for sure yeah. um I think that the main difference like, obviously, there's circumstantial difference between, like, him being alone with Sam versus him being alone with Rowena. But I also think that with Rowena, it also so much connects to her redemption arc in the sense of, like, how she chooses re- to react isn't just as a survivor of, like, being murdered um, by Lucifer, but it's also as, like, someone that has a lot of expectation that they're putting on themselves, right? Of how they're going to handle a situation, how they can't fuck up, right? Um, And I have more to say about Rowena, but we can like save that for later. But I just thought that it was really cool that like the initial kind of pegging away at her didn't work. But as soon as you start bringing up a traumatic experience it's like nah buddy you've you've crossed the line in it and it kind of hum- humanizes her a bit in the sense of like you know no this like she's reacting and responding just like anyone else would right it reminded me a little bit of her speech i mean it's totally different content but her speech at the end of season 11 to crowley when she's talking about it's like right before they find out that lucifer is back and in Cass, um and she has this like color on her that like makes her do everything and crowley is like says something about like why don't you love me and she has this long speech about how like she's never gonna be weak again and like yes yeah, how like yeah. if she didn't hate him she'd love him and like that would be too hard right so like this speech the when she like snaps and like goes over and grabs lucifer right like that level of acting and like anger emotion really yes. reminded me of that other scene, which is maybe like yeah. my favorite Rowena moment. Yes. So I was well because stoked. You know, like Ruthie, like fuck, like where where do they find where where does supernatural casting department find these people? Like seriously, Scotland. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but I mean like <laughs> I <know>. everyone <laughs> I on the cast, like <laughs> Jesus, um. Also, I just have one other thing to say about um, the difference between Sam and Rowena Mm -hmm. um, interacting with Lucifer. 
by themselves. Um, I think part of the reason why Rowena was maybe able to handle it better, I'm going to say better, is because in the end it was her decision, you know? So it's like she screws up. Yeah. But she knows that she can leave. Yes. So then. She's in control. She's in control and it's her decision to like. Engage. Engage and to fix her mistake. Whereas Sam is like totally backed into a corner. He's fucked. And he's just like totally like defeated by the situation. Mm -hmm. Still feels like he's totally screwed up. But with an added layer of like he's been trapped. Mm -hmm. And like there's no like deciding to do the right thing for him it's just it's all bullshit yeah exactly they didn't show this because i'm i'm assuming that rowena's figured out how to keep the rift open at least until the next episode but i knew that either they were gonna get stuck or that like like i knew they weren't gonna get out this episode yeah because also too just even the title of next week like lends itself to that right Mm-hmm. Um, but given, given that, and given like you so poignantly, poignantly said off air about this episode, there's only two left. I know. Uh. I don't, I don't know how, uh, I don't know how to feel anymore. <laughs> um, what are emotions? Um, so that being said, do we maintain that? this big to-do with Michael from Apocalypse World is going to be our kind of, like, end game for this season. I honestly have no idea. Same. And And it terrifies me. (laughs) I've been thinking about, like, a lot of predictions that I made at the beginning of this season Mm -hmm. um, about, you know someone making a big I mean a big sacrifice and like all of this stuff and it's like at this point I'm like oh is this actually gonna be Dean yeah like I just I feel like I made a lot of predictions and it's not that like I'm glad that they're going in this direction yes because it's not like it's coming out of nowhere I just feel like obviously this is the case by the time the season ends we'll be able to look back on the earlier parts of the season and be like, oh, oh that's where they were going with that. Right. Um, like, we're already able to do that to a certain yes. extent. So. Um, but it's like the thing that has been a thing for this whole season mm-hmm. is, I, I, how many times can I say the word thing? Things are not what they seem. Right. That has I forgot been about thing. that part. I, I, yeah. I can't stop saying that word. Um <laughs> It's okay. At least it's a word. I know. (laughs) Fair enough. So yeah, things are not what they seem. And I have been predicting some sort of grand sacrificial gesture. Right. Um, I was also kind of, I'm curious to see where they go with Lucifer. Because I love Lucifer. But I don't want... Like, I don't want this to be... I I really don't want him to still be a problem in season 14. Yes. You know? Which leads me to believe that, yeah... I I get where you're going with... Okay, I'll ask this question. If we didn't know that Dean was going to be playing another... That Jensen (laughs) was going to be playing another character... Would you still peg him as the martyr? Because personally for me, if I'm not thinking about that, I would, at this point, given some of the things that Lucifer has said, especially if it means Jack's life is on the line, I would assume Lucifer. Because look how close now, multiple times, he's gotten to actually being eliminated. For the first time in... The history of Supernatural, like, we've gotten two extremely close calls of him being super powered down and being, like, extremely vulnerable and then being told off by Daniil (laughs) and told to just, like, you know, just bury your head in the sand and give up, right? And, like, having a genuine existential crisis, the devil having a genuine existential crisis, um, I 
I would peg him. And another reason for that is because, one, if you remove that whole, like, Jensen playing another character thing, why are we... I know, This is a dumb question because I know that my hope isn't going to actually be fulfilled. <laughs> but when I heard that he was going to be playing another character, my mind didn't automatically go to still being Dean's vessel. Like, my mind went to, like another version of Dean if that makes sense but like not a version of Dean I don't know I'm not making sense right now (laughs) I'm in denial okay (laughs) okay so okay I think it made sense in my head but not out loud okay (laughs) anyways back to what we're actually talking about which is I I think that Lucifer is going to be the martyr that's a fair point I and and that's what I thought before so like I think part of the reason why I'm leaning away from that is only because they're going so hard at the, like, he's deeply awful and he's traumatizing all of these people. Which doesn't mean that he can't do a big martyr thing and would actually probably make it better, so. But that's the thing, though, is because, like, then the first thing that comes to mind, first person that comes to mind is Crowley. Yeah. Right? Um, I feel like Crowley's better than Lucifer, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean in terms of, like, it's the same flavor, right? Yeah, Like, yeah. it's the same kind of idea. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. I don't know. It'll okay. be – it. we'll find out. Also, I've been meaning to say this to you because it's not a perfect – it's not a good – I don't know if it's a good theory. <laughs> it's not a good theory. But I had this thought that like wait guys wait 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 sally had a thought i know right shocking (laughs) (laughs) okay come on i feel like someone might have suggested this on tumblr but like didn't like go as far as like what it made me think of (laughs) was what if dean becomes death i think you mentioned did i mention this okay yes see there's a theory but i like it like ages and ages ago before they killed death there was a theory that Dean, that death was actually Dean way, 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 like in a different like time frame or whatever, because death loves pizza and like blah, 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 blah. And I, and okay, so now you're saying more of what I was trying to say, which is like, I don't think it's going to be our Dean. And given, and okay, wait, let me fully explain this. Okay, okay, wait, wait. Because like, you saw the set photos, right? Right? And you saw the costuming. Speaking of costuming. See, that to me is costuming. Okay. It's all costuming. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry. It made me laugh. Um, that seems like, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, old-timey. It does. Right? And so, like, I like that, like, that's, I don't know if, like, I'm putting two two together right, but it's like, what if we see death in the past? Like, I don't, I don't know. I know. I'm still know. not making well, sense, but like, it's in my brain, and that's all I know. Those costume photos like fucked me up. Yes, because it's like, if I were costume, I, I mean, I feel like it's probably just going to be Michael. But if I were costuming Michael, that is not what I would put him in. And that's the thing. And see. What what I'm confused about is like, okay, we only have two episodes left, right? Mm-hmm. We have a lot to deal with in the next two episodes. <laughs> and I think that, I think it's a little bit of a red herring. Like, I think that Michael's the red herring in the sense that like, all we can do is like, look at each other and shrug and be like, well, there isn't really much else that he could become, right? Which I think is BS because there's like so many other things from this season, so many like dropped lines of possibility that like, I don't know. And it's like, to me, the thing, okay, I like we're not really talking about this episode, Whatever. but anyway. Um, Most of what I had to say about this episode was just incoherent screaming. So like... <laughs> 
whatever yeah and that like doesn't really make that great of a podcast sometimes sometimes just just not always um i think that the thing and i have said this before the thing that bothers me about it being michael is even at this point why the fuck would dean say yes i just do not see it i don't see it um like it would like things would have to be so bad you know and and like the other thing too is like michael had like at least if we're just assuming that we're talking about apocalypse world michael yeah he has a vessel yeah so like the only other option then is something that i think i brought up last podcast which was that who we think is michael in apocalypse world isn't actually michael so like that's the only thing that makes sense to me good idea right um I'm just I'm just real curious because I think a lot of at this point what I'm thinking about and what I'm predicting is based on stuff that people have said so it's like ages ago um I think it was either Singer or Dab made a comment where they were like Michael will be interested in using Dean as a vessel do you remember that I think it might even be in the EW um, oh really yeah But that was obviously at, like, the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, And I think that the exact comment was, like, that alternate Michael would find out about Dean and be interested in using him as a vessel. Um, This is a big stretch. But I finally realized where I recognized that hat from that he's wearing. Where? (laughs) You're going to freak out. Benny. It's not the same hat, though. But it's similar. It's similar. It's like the same fucking style. I wasn't saying the exact same hat. Yeah. But the style is incredibly the same. And like what he was wearing, I would picture Benny wearing. Yep. And we just fought a nest of feral vampires. Yep. Ah! <laughs> hey, we said it wasn't going to be. Inco- <laughs> we said it wasn't going to be incoherent screaming. I thought of Benny this episode too. Yeah. I don't go. know what Oh, what I don't it, know what could have possibly made you think of Benny. No, I know what you know, <laughs> know what, you know what it was though? Uh, it was it was them ta- it was they're in a purgatory like place. Yes. And they were talking about that's what happens to a vampire without its food source. Right. And then I was like, Oh, Benny. Hey. Yeah. Like what if Benny was in this world? Like, oh, like all of these guys are like crazy monsters, but like Benny was nice. I love Benny. I love Benny so much. So much. No so tie. Um, oh, oh my god. <laughs> the, like oh. But see, this oh. Is, this is the problem, right? Okay, like I feel like I will speak for myself, but for my own sanity, I have to just be like, it's gonna be Michael. This this is the thing where I and hope that it's not. <laughs> yeah, but like I mean, it would. Like, it would still, still be, be fine, good. yeah. And I think the thing is that, like, we are seeing Dean going down a quote-unquote dark path. Yes. Um, yeah. And, I mean, him and Sam are both in dark places at this point. Things are getting real tough. And it's like we were talking about earlier in this season um that episode devil's bargain Mm -hmm. where and so and this is why i'm like i feel i feel like i'm more inclined to go with you because you were right about that previously because also early on in the season they were like Cass will make a deal with the devil and it will be about jack remember right so they said that. Mm-hmm. And we were getting up to Devil's Bargain. That was like the next episode. Right. And I was like, I feel like we had this conversation on air where I was like, Cass is going to make a deal with the devil. Like they said it. And you were like, I just don't see how they could make that happen. Yeah. In, in that space of in time. In that space of time. Yes. Like something big has to happen. And my comment was that like, that's on the writers and that I just kind of assume that the writers know what they're doing mm-hmm. and that they'll be able to create a situation where whatever happens makes sense. 
Yes. But you ended up being right. And he didn't make and, like a deal with the devil. And the, and the reason why I knew that that wasn't going to happen was because I was doing the same thing that you were doing, which was I was trusting the writers that they wouldn't try and yeah. just like pony something in that like they didn't properly set up. Right. Like as an example, speaking speaking of a perfect setup what what was one of the first things that came out of Cass's mouth when him and Gabriel were walking through Apocalypse World? Talking oh, about heaven. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We knew that was coming. It was so well set up over the course of, like, the past two episodes and this episode. Like, it was so perfectly, like, yep, that makes sense of that's going to happen. And then even Gabriel's reaction, given his kind of reintroduced reintroduction, makes sense as well feel about <laughs> uh-oh so like season four chuck did he know he was god was he just playing a part or was okay this is i feel like this is very much contested amongst okay. the fandom um as far as i know mm-hmm. I, i'll just speak for myself i'll first i'll say how i read it in terms of my viewing i read it as like he was god from day one okay like he was always god he just like in the in the list of um of prophets he inserted himself okay and became that person okay um and i also feel like that's been suggested by people on the show Mm -hmm. i can't quote right now because i i can't think of specifically where i've heard it yeah but i'm pretty sure okay because just because there is no speaking of setup at the end of swan song Mm -hmm. when we get the reveal or the presumed reveal that he's at least something more than a prophet Mm -hmm. he's the same chuck that we've always seen yeah so like we never saw like a delineation Mm -hmm. between the two and because of that i would assume that he was always okay him and you ask because my my only thought was is there any way that that is a vessel or did chuck just like did god just like poof himself i think he just poofed himself okay. why oh i was just thinking that it would be really cool if if dean was somehow like chuck's vessel or first i did it's oh interesting it's a, the costuming doesn't make sense it was just a yeah. wild thought it was a wild I, thought but but that doesn't mean that God can't possess if he wanted to. I like but but the thing is is that I, I look at possession as like it's for lack of a better phrase, unnecessary evil. Like that's the only way that angels can walk the earth and demons can walk the earth. Right? Yeah. So it's like it's that's like a tool that they use. Whereas like for God that's not necessary. Um, which is why I think that Jensen's going to play the Dark Empty. Oh. Or something to that effect. Because we still haven't... We still haven't had any kind of real callback to it. And I've been waiting for it. They set it up so much. So much. Um, and we haven't had any follow through. And when you think of Misha's accent, as funny as it was, and as much as it was... Uh, from the middle of the Atlantic or whatever. The oil rig. The oil rig. Um, I picture that that voice in that costuming, if that makes sense. Because yeah. it is, the, to give me some credit, it is like a vaudevillian-esque. I can't even speak anymore. It is a little bit of like a vaudeville kind of accent, in my opinion um and so like that kind of i don't know it connects to me like the the costume is costuming is very gene kelly right it's gene kelly yeah it's fucking gene kelly yeah so it's like that that fits to me and then like if we look at uh the hawaii convention from this last year we know that jensen can do the voice (laughs) yeah so uh, i'm just saying um and what better way to get back at castiel for waking waking him up is all i have to say (laughs) i like and that's just that's my you know 
crazy wish that I know it's not going to happen. It's going to be fucking Michael. So <laughs> it's fine. Um, I know. I feel the need to throw out as many wild theories as possible. I know. Just to be just like, to- what if it's this? Oh, the one th- speaking of wild theories, but it's not really that wild because we're seeing the result of it is mm-hmm. that because um, I started thinking about, especially when you mentioned death that um, or like, you know, him possibly turning into death or whatever, um, that which would be really interesting because then it turned out he killed himself all along. Um, oh, true. Yeah, there you go. Um, but I started thinking about what Billy said, you know. It's like cosmic consequences and, you know, you guys are going to fix the world. Yeah. Right? Um, or like like there's like a big thing, a big to-do, mm-hmm. right? Um, and my thinking is is like, well, you know, comic books and two earths they're gonna crash into each other and that's what we're seeing right so it's not so much a far-fetched theory but like i don't know is it there there's just i'm just trying again also to just say as many things so that if i'm right (laughs) i get to be like see i said it Mm -hmm. i said it (gasps) oh no uh never mind i was i was come on i keep forgetting that that lucifer was in that episode no no that in the alternate (laughs) earth um it's the world where mary never made yes. the deal so sam and dean were never born because yeah. i was like what if it's I like i know i know because i had the thought of like what if michael isn't actually michael and what if in that universe dean was michael's vessel and it was in a prison or something it was a good theory except for the fact that it doesn't work yes but there is more than one universe so that was my thought from the beginning. I really want but, them to use the multiple universes yeah. a little bit more. Yes. Because we've only seen so much. Like, I know they're saving the bad place for Wayward. Yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Fuck. Can we get the announcement soon? I, I bet you any money it's going to be like the week after the finale. Yeah. I bet you. Oh, yeah. Well, they wouldn't let us yeah, know they, before no, not the before. season is over. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering when everything's supposed to actually be announced. Like when the usual, um, what's it called, um, network? Oh yeah, announcements usually happen because I know they did their first round, which was all the early renewals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see hmm. if it's more of like an episode or episode show by show basis, or if they do actually have like a set thing. Um, we don't have too much time, but something that I just wanted to bring up mm-hmm. because it directly relates with this episode is um um oh first actually i wanted to bring bring up some s- tweets that i saw oh yeah um from uh both uh, bobo barons and davy perez which are, of course are writers for the show um and it was before the episode aired um you know uh, bobo had said um saw a complete cut on monday and i'm still shaking watch it <laughs> Um, and it's like, yes, we did. Thanks. Now we're shaking too and <laughs> screaming. Um, and then I particularly love Davy Perez's. After I read the first draft of tonight's Supernatural, I put it down, walked down the hall, waited for Robert Barons to come out of his office and was like, dude, nice. No, but seriously, like, good one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, anyways, so something that I wanted to talk about for this episode was Rowena. Because I feel like we kind of got a full character arc from her in this episode a little bit. Um, and it actually connects to an article that I uh, read recently. Um, and it was called... Oh, I should have saved the title. Uh, it was from The Guardian. And it was called... You'll really like this, Sally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called From Cersei to Clinton, Why Powerful Women Are Cast as Witches. Ooh. Yeah, it's a pretty good article. And there's just some... like parts of it that really kind of stood out to me um and specifically the discussion of Cersei's because basically am I saying that right yeah Cersei like yeah. C-I-R-C-E yes yeah um because I feel like it was basically the like Rowena's arc <laughs> yeah um and so this is this is just a, a passage from the article a shining goddess comes to the door and invites them in. She gives them food and wine, which he has drugged with spell herbs, then lifts her wand and turns them into pigs, which I feel like, yes, like di- she she magically hog-tied Lucifer, so I feel like that's a pretty good fucking fit. So way to go Supernatural for that. 
And then it goes on to um, talk about uh, Cersei's story brings together many classic witchy motifs, a skill with herbs and potions, a magic wand, control over animals. But what is most notable is her moral ambiguity. Though she begins the episode as a figure of menace, after she and Odysseus become lovers, she transforms his men back and offers vital resources and advice to Odysseus for his journey home. Like, come on. Like, what does she do? She, like, second guesses herself and she's just like, forget this. I screwed up. I'm going. But it's like, no, I need I need to, like, help these heroes on their hero journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was really cool. But this, this part of it is what's sold at home for me in terms of good representation of women and witches. And I think that um, this episode and Rowena in this episode exemplified this for sure. The truth is that witches cannot really be contained by types. They leap over boundaries, bursting out of categories as fast uh, as, fast as we make them. They are constantly changing as we change, reflecting our ideas about women back to ourselves. Because, like, I don't know about you, but I'll speak for myself. What I was doing, like, through Rowena's whole ordeal with Lucifer is just, like, no, don't give in. Oh, no, but, like, fucking hurt him. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, you know you're doing yeah. that whole kind of back and forth thing of, like, yeah, that's how I would react. Or, like, that makes sense. Yeah. And I found that really interesting. I really like the way that they're, you know, we, we've talked a lot over the course of this podcast so far about... Not only representation of women, but also redemption arcs and how they are finicky, especially when you're talking about something like Supernatural. And I think that they're handling her really well. Very, very well. Well, I think also it's a great, um, like it just shows how far the show has come because I think this show of any show is really explicit in the way it genders witchcraft. Yes. Um, because it's like one of the first episodes with witches um, in season four, I guess. Um, Dean, like they figure out that it's witches who are causing whatever problem it is. And Dean is like, "Ugh, I hate witches. They're so gross with their bodily fluids everywhere. Like, ugh." And it's like, like bodily fluids are like a woman's issue. Back to like classical antiquity. But also too, I think that that, Yes, it could be read as problematic, but at the same time, it's problematic via Dean's character. Yes. And I think that that's, like, a good thing yes. because it is, to me, it plays into, like, another one of our favorite f- phrases, toxic masculinity, yeah. right? Like, it it plays into this, like, you know, oh, just, like, genuine disgust with, like, anything that has to do with women. Yes. That's not sexualizing them. It also kind of, because in that episode that's in season four, mm-hmm. um, and I think... Oh, no, it's later on. Or no, it's earlier. <laughs> it's not one of the first episodes with witches. It's right. like... I'm getting my timeline confused, yeah, so yeah, I shouldn't yeah, even yeah. worry about this. It's fine. But, um, you know, we find out that Ruby was a witch when she was a human. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I um, forgot about that. And I think yeah. that this sums up Sam and Dean's attitudes toward women as well, whereas, like, we're like... Regardless of what you think about Dean's sexuality, I just think Dean is not that interested in women. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a thing that you could say about a lot of, like, straight dudes. Like, there are guys who just, like, want to talk about cars and hang out with dudes and they want to have sex with women. But, like, because of the patriarchy, yes. because of, like, cultural misogyny, yeah. they're just, like, not that interested in women as people. Yes. Um, and I don't think that Dean is, like, a dick about it, but Dean is always, like, super interested in men, whereas Sam is always interested in women. Well, and but the thing is, too, and I, I read something recently about this, and I can't remember where, where it was. It might have even just been, like, a, a social media post. But that cultural patriarchy goes both ways in the sense that men are actively shunned if they take any kind of interest yeah. in things that women do. Yes, I remember what it was. And it there's actually a weird connection here. <laughs> um, God, I can't remember his name. But the uh, Reggie, the guy that played oh, Reggie yeah, yeah. before. Okay. The fir- the, I'm Reggie pretty won. sure he's Reggie 1. Yeah. And 
he did an interview and it was of course for like 17 magazine or teen vote one of them yeah like god piece (laughs) of shit um whatever um and it was like you know what do you look for in a girl and it was very much like in line with like do stuff that i want to do right Mm -hmm. which there's technically nothing wrong with him saying it it's just the way that it was phrased it was a little dumb and blah 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 and like in my opinion you could argue with like why was that kind of question even asked but whatever and so then i got a lot of people like there was a whole like thread on on twitter or whatever about how like you know like why it's supposed to be about compromise it's supposed to be about like you find things in common not you know you force yourself into each other's things so it's it's yeah i concur yeah (laughs) um the thing that I find interesting about witches in early season, though, is, like, yeah, it's, like, Dean's attitude towards witches is, like, coming from his toxic masculinity. But ultimately, Dean is proved right by the end of season four. Yes. Because Sam is, like, ooh, like, no, witchcraft is fine. Like, Ruby is sexy and I like her. And it's, like, all of that is destroyed by Ruby's betrayal. Yes. Dean comes out as, like, he was right about this all along. Mm -hmm. Even Sam's, quote-unquote, like, witchy powers, Dean was, quote-unquote, right about, you know? Like, using his powers was a bad idea. Yeah. Um, The whole, like... By the end of season four, it's like Dean was right about all this stuff all along. Mm-hmm. So even though that comment about like witchy bodily fluids mm-hmm. like is coming from Dean's like toxic masculinity like aversion, the ultimate position of the show by the end of season four is like Dean was right about it all. Mm-hmm. Kind of like implicitly, not like explicit. Yes. But the fact that like that's where it started and now we're, we're here this. with Rowena, who's yeah. like this shining goddess. Yes, <laughs> like yes, it, it is. It's pretty cool that they've gone that way. And also, too, like <laughs> I was, I, I'm gonna go for it. She fucked an archangel. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm so happy. I'm so I'm happy. So happy. Like honestly fan fiction from uh, this episode i feel the need yep. to like go find right now because i feel like there's going to be a lot of like oh no sam is heartbroken <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like i feel like there's going to yep. be lots of like <laughs> Cass after him and gabriel talk about the stuff being like so what was it like to have sex with a human like no reason i'm not asking for any reason just like just asking like, no big deal it's okay cool whatever <laughs> like <laughs> feel like there's gonna be lots of that oh man feel like there might be some like dominatrix rowena with like a hogtied lucifer like <laughs> of course maybe a little like cast gabriel even though it's weird because yeah. like their family maybe I but know. i feel like it doesn't count in that context <laughs> it doesn't it's not count. real incest <laughs> oh that's funny okay uh, <laughs> yeah we went there <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I've looped back around to, right. like, I'm speechless. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, and the ending of the episode was just so good. And I'm so happy that because that was just totally unexpected. Yes. That whole, the whole second half, I mean, the whole, the whole episode, I did not no. expect. No, no any of that episode and like you saw pics you saw spoilers and i feel like you didn't I can, expect well, anything either i i can tell you what i'd so- mm. seen the first thing i saw was a pic of rowena and lucifer mm-hmm. but it was like they were both very like close up so yeah. like it like it didn't show like a lot of setting or anything and i think this one was a candid one it wasn't like a shot from the episode but then the other one that i saw this morning was um dean and mary together okay and it but like there wasn't any context or whatever and i quickly think but i was like oh i guess they they get to her yeah so i was just like it was a spoiler in that sense but yeah like it was it was luckily not like really spoiling Mm -hmm. spoiling it yeah um yeah because i can't help but think about what we were saying at the end of last podcast about 
where we thought this episode was going yeah. and we totally thought that we were going to be in heaven that we weren't really going to see apocalypse world and like yeah so they definitely yeah yeah they 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 did a good job yeah yeah um and i also love that like the way that they ended it because they didn't really need to they didn't need to um there wasn't like a to be continued yeah because it like it didn't need it it was like so much more poignant without that Mm -hmm. um whereas i feel like old school supernatural they probably would have been like to be continued or something i don't know or they would have stopped it at like that commercial break where like sam gets dragged away and it would have been like to be continued yeah and then we would have been like (laughs) ah (laughs) but it was like bad enough like the like oh yeah No, no 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 totally i'm just meaning that the framing fit yes the lack of framing fit um next um, uh, mm, next week's gonna be insane so then i'm like oh ugh, I, I feel like something has to happen with heaven well yeah that's like hanging over my head <laughs> are you proud of that a little bit <laughs> i mean it was pretty bad but we like bad on on iffy podcasts so it's fine <laughs> um is there anything else you wanted to talk about Nope. Yeah, <laughs> you're like I no good do good with words. No, nope. about bye. Yep. Um, I'm gonna take this opportunity to preemptively tease our podcast for the finale since we're only two away. Mm-hmm. So of course, this episode, you're if you're listening the day it came out, it's up Monday. Um, and then next week's episode will also be up Monday. But we're going to do a special finale episode. It will be up as soon as we're done uh, recording it. We're going to be watching the episode as it airs with all of you guys. Maybe doing some tweeting along with everyone else. Freaking out all together. And uh, it will probably be (laughs) a two-hour episode. And uh, we also plan to be drinking some whiskey, I think. Yep, yep. We might might even play a drinking game. I don't know. So it should be an interesting one. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, so definitely look out for that. We'll also be like shouting that out on all of our social media and everything. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. So that's been uh, It's Funnier in an podcast for this week. Um, you can catch us at SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. And you can catch us on all of our social media um, at Ify Podcast. That's I-F-I-E Podcast on Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter. And uh, we'll see you next week.